Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. All right, friends. Well, welcome back to the Switch Leader Podcast. My name is Josh Baldwin, and I'm hanging out today with my good friend, Allison McCraw. Allison, how are you? I'm doing great, Josh. Super excited to be here. Thanks for hanging with us today. Would you do me a favor and take just a minute and introduce yourself and kind of share a little bit with us uh, what you do? Hey, yeah. Um, so my name is Alice McCraw. I am, um, what do I do? <laughs> I'm a youth pastor um, with Life Church. Um, I actually just moved over to our Midtown Tulsa location. Um, I've been shout out on to Midtown. Midtown. Yes. Um, and uh, I think I've I've been on the Life Church team for about nine years now, and but I've been a part of Switch for 16, 16 years now. Come on. I'm a Switchaholic. Yes, you are. Never left. So nine years, you you and I were hired pretty pretty close and uh, uh, together, and then sixteen years. That's probably about how long I have been a part of Switch as well. I I don't know. I don't remember the math. But we have students. I know. Who are, are you? <laughs> as old as we've been doing that weren't this. that weren't born when we started. Thank I know. Lord. I know. Don't talk about that. We're recording this. We don't want people to think of us that way. We're young. What we want you to picture so when you see us is you know like early twenties, very just young and just ready to take on a new season of life. That's Not really. at all the reality. But that is what we want you to imagine. So let's be honest, um, both also, of us, we still look like that. Like also it's well, well, one of us does, and it's mostly <laughs> not me. But but also we've been in youth ministry all those years and people say it ages you. And so not only are we not in our early twenties, but there's a chance we might be more like in our early fifties. So we'll we'll see how that I know that that was offensive to hear, but anyways. So Hey, we're going to have a conversation today. So, um, Allison and I have known Allison and I have known each other for a long time, and have gotten to do youth ministry together for a long time, and we're excited to get to have a conversation about just that. And so, I'm not going to give you necessarily the exact topic um, that we'll be talking about for everyone. I'm just going to kind of start with some questions, and um, we'll kind of see where those questions lead. So, the first question I wanted to ask you, Allison, is that like as a leader, so you've been a leader in Switch. And by leader, I just mean like leadership, right? You've been involved in leadership and switch for a long time. What is the most challenging kid or situation that you have dealt with in youth ministry? So this could be like a specific kid or it could just be like a situation that you've dealt with. So can I, when I, when I think of like, like challenging situations as a leader or just like the time where like, I just was like, I have no idea what to do right now um it's actually it's it's more of a funny story than a serious story like it's great i uh i think i was a brand new leader just graduated from being a student myself i was like 18 years old um and i had this group of sixth grade sixth graders and i was their loop leader as well and um you know those kids where you just like this is terrible but Mm -hmm. i don't know if there may be something else going on besides you know what I mean? I do. Like, yeah. She had she had talked about like being a part of like sleep studies and all just of just like a just reader mm-hmm. of just like there may be more going yeah. on here. But maybe I'm missing love them. something. S- super sweet. Super very, very sweet. We were doing a middle school retreat. We don't do those anymore. Don't ask. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, there was, uh, it was like the evening service and the youth pastor's up there and he's given the message and she's sitting right in front of me and I'm sitting directly behind her. And in the middle of the message, she reaches up and she slaps herself in the face. <laughs> Straight slaps herself. In the, it's, it's like loud. Like it's like a pop. You could hear it through the whole <laughs> thing. And I was like, did that just happen? <laughs> and I'm looking around and nobody's doing anything. And I'm like, and you're like, you're like probably 19 at the time, right? Oh, I'm, I'm like 18. I'm 18 okay. years old. <laughs> and I'm like, And I'm looking around for the real adults to like step in and uh, nobody's doing anything. I'm like, well, okay. And uh, <laughs> we just go on. And then about three more minutes go by. She reaches up and she slaps herself straight in the face again. And it's loud. <laughs> and I'm like, what do I do? Like, do I like go up and be like, hey, little girl, please stop slapping yourself in the face. <laughs> like, I don't. I don't know what to do. And again, like, I don't know if it's like a mental thing's going on. I'm not, I'm not really sure what's going on. And my mind is like, I don't know if something spiritual is going on. So I do the only thing I know how to do. And that is to pray. And like, I'm like sitting to myself, like I'm praying like a Jesus cast it out prayer. Cause I don't know what's going on. And the, it feels like the more I'm praying, the more she just keeps hitting herself and it's loud and finally the associate youth pastor um which was tyler vance at the time if anybody knows tyler vance um <laughs> like looks over at me and he's like like angry whispers something to me and i'm like what what and i lean in and he's like stop her like she's <laughs> popping her gum oh. <laughs> she was blowing bubbles <laughs> and slapping and popping the bubble. But from my perspective, she was straight on slapping herself in the face. And I leaned back, told her to stop, and then just died and just realized that God does answer my prayers. And he oh cast my that demon right out of her. All I'm... <laughs> I've, this, we were not going to go in the direction of just perspective as a, you know, like that wasn't, but I'm still, I mean, maybe that's what this podcast was intended to be about. It was just, you know, perspective and bubblegum branding. I don't know. That's, Just, that's sometimes it's not as bad as you think it is. It, that's fair. That's fair. That's really, that's hilarious. Thank you for that story. Thank you for blessing us. Okay. So how about this then? Given the fact that every, every switch leader either has or will have at least one really challenging kid. Yeah. But most switch leaders will have more than one, right? So like, but, but if you serve in youth ministry of any kind, you're going to have some challenging students. So over the years, have you, do you feel like you have maybe come up with some things that you would say are some do's and don'ts when dealing with challenging students, any kind of advice that would kind of maybe point people in the right direction? Yeah, I think, I think just in my time of just realizing there's so many situations that can happen when it comes to students, things that you feel prepared for and things you don't feel prepared for. And because we're dealing with human beings, like there's, there's always not a manual for every situation um, or every challenge that you're going to go through. And I think no matter what is, is there are some things that I think of just helps center you to be able to deal with any, any situation. And I think it's first is kind of remembering remembering who students are, remembering who you are in a situation is that remembering that 
a student is a student. Like, no matter what they're doing right now, no matter how frustrating it may be or dangerous or just remembering first that you are dealing with a student whose brain is not fully developed. They are not an adult. Um, Mm -hmm. And everything that they're doing, like, there's always a why. Like, if it's inappropriate, like, there's a why behind any anything. It's more than just what's happening around them. Like, there's always a story or a narrative to why they're doing the things that they're doing. And if we can first remember that who they are is that they are a student who is loved by God and called to be be there and that they have a story and things going on in their life that you have no idea about. Um, it really just helps to center you like what you're, who you're actually dealing with. And then right. remembering like who you are in the situation of just like in this narrative, you are the adult. That's there might good. be situations where it's just like, we need a, we need a real adult here. Emotions are high. Just like you are the adult in this scenario and you are dealing with a minor and even though they may say things or do things, like, you're the adult. Um, I think one of the things that I love that Vince used to say all the time when I was one of his leaders is just like, um, there's nothing a, a kid could say to make me upset because they're a kid. And so no, no matter what they're doing, like, don't take it personally. Like, you're the adult. We're called to keep our cool. We're called... Um, to step in and ease the situation. So that's who you are. It's like they're a student and you're an adult. Um, and then as we go through challenges, I know like it's really easy for us to get upset when they're not doing what they should be doing. Like when they're not where they should be, that they're disruptive or all these things where we just have these expectations in our mind of what a, should, a student should or shouldn't be doing. But a lot of times we assume that students know the expectations. Like we assume that they should know that, hey, you shouldn't be walking around life kids right now, or you probably shouldn't say that, um, or, you know, go try to go off by yourself where it's just honestly, some do, some don't, but never assume a student knows the expectations. Like always assume they don't know. And so that's something that's really helped me because I used to get like, I'm a rules person. Like I used to get real upset when the kids weren't following the rules. When I realized I was like, do they even know what I expect them to do here? And so I changed my whole perspective to be like, first thing is just like, if a student is doing something that's not what they should be doing, what I expect them to do, I go, hey, just want to let you know, you're not in trouble because I assume they don't know. But I want to let you know going forward that, hey, when you're here, this is what I expect. Like, we can't be in Life Kids by ourselves. And here's why, an appropriate level of here's why. And then I, I just want, I assume that you didn't know that. Um, so now going forward, I know that you know that, um, and we're helping to set those expectations. And two, it's like, even within your group, if you have those students who are just like, do they know what you expect of them when they enter in your small group? And so setting expectations with them and also like bringing them in to help set the expectations of letting them be a part of what this group is and what they dream it to be of just like, Hey, what would you want this group to be? Like, do you want this to be a safe place? Then our expectation is, is it all right? Then that means what we're in our group is like, what's said here stays here um, and bringing them into those things. And then like a couple other things is like, don't give them labels God hasn't given them. Like it's super easy for us to look at a kid and be like, oh, that's the talker. That's, that's the disruptive one. 
And it's, it's, it's really tempting to do that. But I would, I would, I would say with everything in you, don't do that. Um, instead, give them the labels that God has given them and call out the things of who they are and not what they're doing. Because yes, that behavior might be so frustrating, but that's their behavior. It's, it's what they're doing. It's not who they are. Um, and so you give them the labels of who they actually are and their behavior will adjust to that, not the other way around. And then there when rem- you see the rem- good- That reminds yeah, me of ahead. the saying, what's rewarded is what's repeated. What's rewarded yeah. is repeated. And so kind of you're, you're saying there on that one, which is, yeah, we've all got things to work on and they probably have some things to work on, but we're not yes. just going to continue to be like, you, you are the thing that you need to work on. Instead, we're going to say, no, you actually are who God made you to be. And this is what you're great at. Because if I can, if I can build up what you're great at, I'm going to get to see more of that. Yeah, I, I, I see if just like as much as you can find the good and call out the good, the easier it's going to be for you even. Um, it, it, it helps because it, it changes your narrative of how you see them um, as well and how they begin to see them themselves. Because you could have a kid in your group who is just like, takes up so much time talking and it's disruptive every single week when it's really, yeah, those aren't great behaviors, but the good is that those are actually leadership qualities. Like there are things in them that are good and we just need to call it out in them. And it comes through relationships. It comes through us getting to know actually who they are and find the good um, in them and bring it to the surface. And, That's so great. and then- yeah, and then don't own what's not yours to own. Like, we're called to do everything we can do. We're called to care for students really well, really well, and love them. Um, but there's going to be times where they don't do. They know the expectations. They know what we think of them. They know what we believe in them. They know what God says they are, and they still do what it breaks your heart for them to do. Like, they still go back to that boyfriend or girlfriend. They still get caught up in that substance they disappear for months at a time and it's really just like it can be really disheartening as a leader when you've poured so much into them and you believe so much in them that it's it feels like gosh it's just a waste and that's just not true and a lot of times we can get really discouraged when what we want to see happen in their lives isn't happening but the truth is that we cannot own their behavior and we cannot own their decisions um we can do what we can do and we trust God to do what only he can do and and not let us let it weigh us down and to think that God isn't using us because we don't see it yet in their lives um, and just owning things that just aren't yours to own. That's so good. Could you could you do me a favor real quick? And I think you listed probably four or five things. Can you can you just kind of hit the bullet point? Just remind us what those what those things were briefly. Sure. I would say, remember the who. They're a student, you're an adult. Don't assume they know the expectations. Don't give them labels God hasn't given them. Do see the good. Don't own what's not yours to own. Excellent. That's awesome. I love that so much. Um, I really love the you're an adult one. And I love that because I forget it often, right? And so like even, and I apply things with Switch, I'm like apply even with my own kids, we had, and we had a parenting event recently and had a counselor you know, over the group share in different words, but very much share pretty much that same thing, right? Which was like, 
just remember you can't expect them to respond the way you would because they're a kid and it's mm -hmm. it's it's a good reminder okay so tell me this um were you were you the kid that that was the really challenging kid or were you the kid that was like oh my gosh i wish that i had a whole group full of allisons which one which one of those were you oh i was the good kid i i i was um annoyingly so <laughs> i was definitely a switch leader's pet um i you know and i yeah i i people would have loved to have me in their small group mm -hmm. uh -huh. um for sure but i think in that too is like a lot of times we focus on the the ones that are have the most problems that that the ones that look the best actually it's like is there actually christ underneath it right um and that's where that's where i was of just like i had such a a works-based relationship with christ of just like oh if i'm doing good then i am good and god loves me mm -hmm. and if i'm not doing good then god doesn't love me or like i'm doing better than these people so i'm i'm going to heaven and right. um you know, a lot of times we can, we're, we're so busy focusing on the ones that are, are so lost that sometimes we miss the ones that are right beside us who, yes, they know the stuff and they're serving and they're apart, but what's going on deeper than that in their relationship with Christ. And that was me where I just, I thought I knew Christ and then coming to switch and seeing people actually following him and experiencing his presence and him moving in their lives, I didn't even know I was missing something until I saw it. Mm -hmm. But once I saw it, it created this deep hunger in me that I couldn't fill until I fully surrendered to him. Yeah. Um, and the, again, there's always a journey along the way, but I looked really close to God, but I actually wasn't. Yeah. And I, I, I equated, and I see so many students do this too, my relationship with God with my church attendance. Um, and that's, right. it's not a relationship with God. Yep. Um, okay. So do you have a kid then or, um, a story or like, is there any, anyone that you can look back on over the years and, and remember and think, man, I am really surprised by the outcome not not maybe not that they turned out to be a good person or not that they you know are in love with jesus but maybe they ended up doing something with their life that you're just like wow i just did not see that coming like that is not what i expected i think i think you have you know you have the students that you're close to and that you see and you pour into and or the students that you just you know you just love and you see and, and so like throughout the years they're like definitely students who are just like like you see it in them, but to actually like see them walking it out, like just blows you away. Like Tanner Newman at is, was one of my high school students at Edmond and now he's a youth pastor and kicking butt, mm -hmm. um, and doing so great. And wow, so you just are like, old. I'm so old, man. That's right. Um, <laughs> and so it's just like those ones that you're just like, oh my gosh, like I just can't, I, I like, I saw it, but just to actually see you doing it is incredible. And then there are those seasons, those students where you're just like, and they just break your heart. Um, I think there is a point, even a couple months ago, where I just like I almost unfollowed all mm -hmm. my old students, and because it's just like it really hurts mm -hmm. to see what and know who they could be mm -hmm. and how good God is, and to see them going the opposite way. Like when they leave you, <laughs> right? 
it's it's really painful. But I also think too is like one one great reminder for me is just like remembering that their journey's not over. Mm-hmm. Like just because they're not where I should be, and I'm getting to my story, but um, I think of uh, one of my students um, from Keller. I'm gonna call him Taylor. Um, he would just you just see the kid, and you just have so much potential, like basketball player. Like he didn't want to be a leader, but he was. Like everyone mm-hmm. followed whatever he, Taylor did everyone else did and you just see so much in him but also like fighting the influences of this world and he was one of our our student leaders and all this stuff and just so much potential but um i think taylor uh ended up uh getting a girl pregnant in high school and just kind of after that just kind of fell away from the church and um you know just like it just broke your heart because it's just like man just this was not how it was supposed to go for you right. like at all and um one of our the leaders in keller his name's daniel hawkins um shout out to d mm-hmm. um he's just so great and just like he really had a heart for taylor and who he was and i think i saw d probably last summer at a at a, a student event and uh he came up to me. He's like, hey, 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 remember, remember Taylor, remember all this. And this has been years. He's like, so like, I can't remember if he reached out to him or or Taylor reached out to D. But at some point they reconnected and he was just in a tough place. And D just invited him back into his life and started coming to church and started hanging out with his family. And just really they've built this relationship. And even though like Taylor's story is still developing. Um, it gives me so much hope because even though his life didn't go in the direction I thought it should go, like God is still moving in Taylor's life. And when he needed something, he still knew where he could go. And that there was a leader in his life who was still caring about him, praying for him and walking with him in this journey. And I that gives me hope when I see students or ex-student or former students who aren't where I want them to be, but realizing that God's not done with their story and God's not done with their journey. And that encourages me that the things that the seeds that were planted, they mattered and God is still watering them. And even if we don't quite see it yet. I love that. So um, that's such a great story. And D Daniel Hawkins from Keller, is this the huge guy? Are we talking about? He, uh, last I checked, yes, he's a, he's a power lifter. He yeah. holds the squat record in the state of Texas. Okay. That's believable. Um, what, but just in case, just for people that need to know, because he, Daniel's a super nice guy. Um, he's, he's kind of like a big teddy bear. He's very kind. Um, but when you meet him, you might be, uh, prone to be intimidated because his, um, muscles are massive like like i wouldn't want to shake his hand just out of fear that he would break mine by accident here's some here's some context listen i have when when we i don't need i don't need context this is what i know he's severely allergic to bananas and so i any (laughs) anytime i'm around i saw him also at a student event um a couple years ago and i just walked up to him and and i had a banana and somebody had told me he's allergic to bananas and i just started walking towards him and i said here you want some of this and he literally ran from me it was the most empowering moment of my life. I thought oh. I just made this huge man run away from me. Listen, so. 
when he first signed up to switch, I got him a leader shirt and he asked for an extra large. It may have been a two X. I can't remember. <laughs> but the next week he comes back. He's like, Hey, I need another leader shirt because he had his muscles ripped the sleeve. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. I, be I believe I'm it. Not so, exaggerating. D if you're listening, we love you. Um, but I'm not yes. scared, bro. I know I'll have, I will bring a banana <laughs> to the you fight. Found kryptonite. I found your kryptonite, Bananas. my friend. Hey, so for, for everybody listening, this is, this is kind of, um, the, I guess the theme that I'm hearing and what I, what I'm hoping that everybody else can, can take from a lot of this in here as well. You have students that are in front of you every week and no matter what team you serve on, whether you're on the welcome team or the cover two team or hospitality, or you're serving as a small group leader, there's students that come through the door every week. And hopefully, regardless of which role you're in, you're doing your best to learn their names and their stories. And so over time, you're hoping to show them that you care more than they would expect you to. And just like what Allison mentioned, it's us always knowing like, hey, I can't assume anything based on your behavior. I probably also need to learn your story. And so yeah. hopefully we're doing that well. But something I want to encourage and maybe challenge each of you to, uh, many of you have maybe heard, uh, heard the phrase, everyone's ending up somewhere, but few people end up somewhere on purpose. It's a great phrase, and it's talking about kind of the vision that we have for our lives. Where do I see myself going? So my challenge for each of you is I want for you to apply that statement, to apply that statement to the students that walk through our doors. Instead of just thinking, hey, I just want to be a positive influence around you this week or today or while I serve and switch, I want you to actually look at those students' lives that sit in front of you, the people you have a relationship with, and I want to challenge you to actually decide where do I want this kid to end up on purpose, not just by chance, but how can what I do today result in them potentially doing something crazy awesome with their life? Like, what could that look like? I know that for Allison and I, um, our leaders, we, we had great leaders. We both had phenomenal leaders. Yes. And who was your leader, Allison, growing up? Um, shout out to Mama Deb, South Oklahoma City. Mama Deb at Would South not be OKC. Here without her. Amen. I had Jason Elliott and I was at the OKC campus. And so we both had incredible small group leaders that deeply invested in our lives. And I bet that neither one of them were thinking, hey, down the road, these people are actually going to be the ones leading this youth ministry. Like they're going to, you know, like they're like, that's why I'm doing this right now. No, I mean, I'm not saying they thought we were going to jail, but but I don't, you know, they didn't know where we were going. And I think that they would look back and say, man, I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to invest in someone who has now dedicated their lives to investing back into others. And my question for each of you is the people that you're influencing, the people that you're reaching right now, um, what do you think they might be doing one day? Like, what do you think they could be doing with their life and based on you dreaming for them, don't just think maybe, I want you to dream for the students that you know that are in your life. Dream big for them. It's not just them that need to dream. You need to dream for them and believe great things. And if you do, it will cause you to lead and love better and different, and you will be better than you were before you thought that way. So no matter what role you're in, no matter what you do in Switch, just know, Alice and I, be and I believe this to be true, there is no greater place for us to influence the kingdom of God than the place that we are doing it right now through this Amen. youth ministry. We get to be a part of so many what are incredibly challenging conversations, 
but also <laughs> encouraging and uplifting and fruitful conversations. And so we hope that each of you um, are able to find yourself in conversations like that. Allison, again, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for hanging out with us today and making time. We appreciate it. Um, for any of you that are hearing Allison's voice and you're like, she sounds familiar, it's because you have seen Allison record quite a few of our switch messages and she's awesome and you will see more of those. She's kind of shrugging that I said she's awesome and wishing I hadn't said that, but she is awesome and um, we love her. And so thanks for being on the show, Allison. And for everybody else that's joined us, as always, we love that you're here and thank you for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow.